Welcome to What is Sacred, a podcast exploring the shadows and light of our life experiences and how we find meaning in them. My name is Kayla Shaw. And I'm Brooke Alexander. And we are your hosts. Thank you so much for listening. We are honored to have you here. Hello, and welcome to episode five of What is Sacred? Today, we will be talking about our bodies. Mm-mm-mm. A lot to say about this topic. We all have such different relationships to our bodies, and sometimes that relationship can change for me on a day-to-day basis of how I'm feeling in my body, the things I'm saying to my body, the things I'm doing with my body. So today we want to spend some time reflecting on how far we've come, times that were really challenging in our bodies, things that make us feel empowered in our bodies, ways that we can honor our beautiful bodies for all that they do for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lately, I've been reflecting on old stories that continue to come up and trying to rewrite those stories in a more empowering way. And when we think about our body and our journey with our body, there was probably a certain point where we received messages about our body, how it was supposed to look or things that are perceived as flaws or things that are perceived as beautiful. And all along that road, we're taking this information in and we're using it to define what is a good body? What is a beautiful body? And at this point now, it's a lot easier for me to say, all bodies are good bodies. Like, Our body does so much for us. It allows us to experience so many beautiful things. But on the road to getting here, so much of what I thought of as a good body had to do with it looking as perfect as it could. It being as strong as it could be and slender as it could be and... I received so many messages from outside sources that the perfect body was something that had no flaws. And that's just not real. It doesn't exist. Even the bodies we see in the magazines, even the bodies that we see in the perfect bikini body, like magazine post, it's, it's not flawless. It is, it is real. And it has, It has cellulite, it has stretch marks, it has parts that stick out or, you know, parts that sag. And that's just part of having a human body, (laughs) you know, that's, that's just reality. And I'm really glad that as time has gone on, I've learned that the best body isn't a flawless body. The best body is a body that is alive and well and allows me to do things that feel good for me. And it can be as simple as that. Yeah, it's interesting to think about the stories that we 
receive from many different sources in our life about what it means to have good body. And it's confusing when we have those stories affirmed by different interactions or experiences. I think of when I was early on in college, I remember I studied abroad in Spain and had naturally gained around 15 pounds just from shift of environment and coming back and naturally losing that as well. All of a sudden, I had so many people telling me how much better my body looked and how much quote-unquote healthier I looked because they were equating healthy to being skinnier. And I had such a negative association with my body, people like me and people like my body better when I have less weight on me. And to receive those messages all throughout my childhood and growing up through different media sources like we all do, and then to have them affirmed by some of my own family members as well was super confusing and conflicting around, is this body for me or is this body for how it looks for other people? And I think that there's such a unlearning process that we all have to go through when we're left with other people's projections and expectations of what our body should look like and what we should be doing with our body. It's it's easy to completely forget that this body is ours and we decide what feels good for us and we can affirm to ourselves that we are beautiful. Like Kayla said, no matter what is on the exterior of the body, because the exterior of our body is just one simple part of it, but it's definitely no easy task to unlearn these messages. And for many people, Kayla and I have shared eating disorders are something that manifests as a coping mechanism and as a way to process these super complicated ideologies and expectations of our bodies that are placed onto us. And for me, after receiving those messages that I looked better when I had less weight on me, I slowly but surely started to develop this really unhealthy obsession with my weight and having all of these anxious feelings around food and around eating led me to binge out of anxiety and then out of fear for gaining weight and having people look at me in the way that they had confirmed that they were looking at me led me to purge and just this cycle where my only relationship to my body was how it was looking and what other people were thinking about it. Mm, Yeah, something that you said that really reminded me is that there's this very narrow, narrow box of what a healthy body looks like. And so many people are using that as the standard of what a healthy body looks like. But the truth is, so many bodies are just not built to look that way. And in order for them to look like that, they would have to do a bunch of really unhealthy stuff. You know, like there's so many different body types, but when they talk about the ideal body or the bikini body, they're talking about a very, very lean, very thin body with 
still a big butt and still big boobs. And just so many people naturally aren't built to look that way. And if you do gain weight, people might say, oh, like you're not being very healthy or, oh, you're not taking very good care of your body. But that's not always the case. In fact, like in order for some people to get to that ideal body, they would probably need to exercise like obsessively and eat very little and be constantly fixated on what their body looks like. And it's, there's a whole bunch of mental health aspect that goes into being healthy as well. And so just sacrificing your mental health to have this body that is accepted by the masses, it's it's really hard. And I see it happen all the time. So many women don't feel good inside of their bodies because they're not they're not seeing themselves as fitting into that ideal, ideal tiny box. And I just wish to encourage people to try to look for the things that their body allows them to do and the practices that make them feel like they're taking care of themselves and know that that's all really healthy. That's all really good. That's all stuff to celebrate. So often we fixate on the physical appearance and lose sight of all of the amazing things that our body does, that it allows us to experience. Yeah, it's pretty wild how being healthy, quote unquote, often requires people to completely lose track of all mental and emotional health and just fixate on this physical appearance. And it's not to say that these slender, really thin bodies are always unhealthy mentally at all, because of course, like Kayla said, hundreds and millions of kajillions of different body types. And for one person, being very, very thin and slender is healthy and that is their natural body type and for another person having more weight on them is so healthy and they are so strong within that and so important to prioritize the mental health and know that if you are sacrificing so much in your internal world to present as a certain body type in the outer world, that is not healthy and nothing is worth losing your mental health over looking a certain way or anything like that. And easier said than done, 100%. It is a radical act to be in a body that does not fit in within society's expectations of what is healthy and what is beautiful. So take a moment to just bow to yourself for showing up in whatever body you show up in and know that you are the person that can affirm your own beauty and worth. And there will always be someone who is judging our bodies or not liking them. Even if you were so, so thin, there will be someone who is judging you for being that way. And at the end of the day, we're never going to receive that affirmation and that security from another person's opinion on our body. It really does come from within. And like Kayla said, tapping into 
this beautiful vessel of life, this body, this temple, all that it allows us to experience and do and create and really focusing on the individual parts as well and rewriting these stories of, oh, I have ugly big feet. Like these big feet carry me across the world and like allow me to dance barefoot and travel and explore and just shifting that those stories around what our bodies can do Mm -hmm. yeah last week we talked about pleasure and I do think that is an area that we must really thank our body for for allowing us to experience so much pleasure and among other things like just see this world and experience it and so many of us who are so hard on the physical appearance of our bodies I think we forget that we have an able body that allows us to do so much and there is an alternate universe out there where we might not be able to experience some of these simple pleasures that we appreciate so much like just taking your dog on a walk or going on a hike or being able to roll around in the grass you know these are such beautiful things that we can only experience because we have this body that allows us to do so and yeah when I think about the stories of my body and how I've had to rewrite them I used to really fixate on the physical appearance and the different fluctuations of my body. Even if they weren't really happening, I was constantly checking in on my body to see if I looked bigger or smaller, and it was an obsession. And I know that my eating disorder came about after my mom passed away from lung cancer. I experienced a a severe loss, which was traumatic for me as a young girl. And my body's way of dealing with it was to kind of turn on itself and obsess over the way that it looked so that I didn't have to feel all those different uncomfortable feelings that come with that type of situation. And I've learned healthier ways to deal with that grief. And so I've been able to kind of walk away from that that eating disorder path but still to this day if i'm going through a really difficult time or i'm really stressed out or i'm really just not wanting to feel how i feel i'll notice myself lean into those old habits of suddenly like not being okay with how i look or picking at myself in the mirror and saying unkind things to myself feeling like My biggest priority right now needs to be to look differently than I do. And it just can happen in a moment or sometimes like I'll have a day that I particularly notice that I'm being hard on myself. And I've realized and I've learned that a lot of times I'm turning on myself and my body and forgetting all of these good things when there's something deeper going on, when I'm overburdened by stress or worry in my life. It's my, it's my way of kind of not feeling how I feel. And so I've 
come to realize this pattern within myself. And maybe you might notice something similar within you. Maybe sometimes you are pretty good at loving your body, but every now and then you notice like you just kind of get a little hard on yourself. And I might suggest that in those moments when you notice that, maybe give yourself the opportunity to reflect and see if something deeper might be going on and that your body is just like, you know, your, your punching bag in that moment to let out that stress. Mm, yeah. And I think going off of that, just remembering that when these days come up or maybe it's every day for you where you feel very self-critical about your body, remembering that you're not alone in that. I think one thing that's interesting about insecurities is we often try to hide them with everything we have. For example, I still do and have carried a lot of insecurity around like my stomach area and feeling like because I have some extra squish that I can grab onto and because it rolls in different directions some ways, I should hide that and I should wear things that don't show that and I should hold it in. And it's just been all these stories of shame and hiding within the realm of my physical insecurities. And then to think that every single individual has parts of their body that for whatever reason they have deemed to be unattractive or needs to change and how empowering it is to be able to show those parts of ourselves and even name those parts of ourselves to other people and ask for what we need around them. For me and my own healing process around loving the different parts of my body, for example, like I said, with my stomach, I often do need to ask my partner to hold it and to be with it and to see me with it and it's not that we need a partner to do that or that we need anyone to do that, but it can be really powerful to name our insecurities and not need to hold on to all the shame stories on our own because every single person in this world can connect over feeling insecure about certain parts of their body. And if people say they can't, then maybe they haven't done the work to really like sit with that and heal their relationship with their body. So just remembering that you are not alone in it. And if you are struggling with an eating disorder or even disordered patterns around food consumption or disordered thoughts, giving yourself some grace, it makes sense why we develop these eating disorders. And I think if you talk to some people in your world, you will be so surprised by how many people struggle with this. I know for me, my eating disorder for a good amount of time was my top secret. I thought I was the only one with these crazy patterns around food and just why is it so hard for me to just eat a meal and feel okay with it? And the more I shared my story, the more I realized this is a global pandemic eating disorders in our relationships with food and our bodies because of course it's complicated of course it's not easy we receive these unreal expectations around how we should look and it's confusing and it's hard and it's okay to struggle with it we all do mm, yeah we all do in our own way and we live in this society where we're 
constantly receiving these messages, sometimes low-key, sometimes high-key, but these messages that are always telling us if we just buy this product or if we just take this pill or if we just take this class or if we just buy this thing, then we will be beautiful. Then we will be sexy. Then we will be desired. And it's it's just hard to be constantly receiving these messages and maintain a understanding that we are beautiful as we are and we don't need to change a bunch of stuff to be okay in our bodies. It's it's challenging and we're all dealing with it in our own way, even the most perceived beautiful and successful among us are constantly dealing with these insecurities and judgments of themselves as well like nobody is immune to this yeah and especially right now Kayla and I have been talking a lot about life in quarantine and how challenging it can be to have all of our practices that normally would make us feel good, like being out in the world and getting movement in that way, not as accessible right now and spending so much time inside with food readily available at any minute of the day, it can be really triggering for our relationships to our body. And it's it's easy some days to curl up in a ball in bed and feel sad in our bodies and maybe not take the best care of our bodies but sometimes that is taking the best care of our bodies being still allowing ourselves to feel what's coming up and just having compassion for whatever has come up for you during this time in your relationship with your body and knowing that you're not the only one that's having maybe a harder time than usual because these are super confusing times and even though we have a lot more time on our hands, it's not always easy to fill that time with things that feel good because maybe we don't know what sounds good right now. So I think it definitely is a process of exploring, of waking up each day as a new day and asking yourself, asking your body, what feels good for me today? And really being open to listening, not feeling like I have to get this intense workout today, or I have to eat this way today, but just creating space to listen to whatever comes up. Mm, Yeah, I love that idea. There's definitely been days where I don't feel very motivated to be super active, or days where I eat yummy snacks and don't necessarily eat the most healthy but that is what I did that day and I'm not going to beat myself up for it but something that I've been doing during quarantine that's really helped me to feel connected and empowered in my body is making time to dance and I just put on my bluetooth headphones go on my back deck and I just dance around by myself and Dance has always been a practice that really helps me to feel good in my body, that makes me feel sensual and connected and present. 
And I know that dancing is not everybody's thing. And it's not, it's not to say that you need to go out and dance and then you're going to feel super good in your body. But there are many, many practices that exist that we can tap into to feel present and good and empowered in our bodies. And if you don't have one yet, I think that's a really cool place to be because there's so many out there and you can explore them and try new things and just see like, do I like doing yoga? Do I like hula hooping? Do I like going for runs in the morning with my dog? I don't know, but maybe I'll try them and maybe I'll find something that feels good and connecting, not necessarily like a practice to adopt so that you are getting in exercise every day and that the motivation is to be, you know, exercising more so a practice to be connecting with your body and giving it what it wants and needs. Yeah. And embracing everything with a beginner mindset just being curious about what feels good. I know for me, before I started spinning poi and playing around with flow toys, I told myself for a long time, oh, I just don't do that. I couldn't ever feel good doing that. And when I finally decided to just try and explore and tune out judgments from other people about what it looked like and just pay attention to how it felt for me, my world opened up so much. And I think that with anything you choose to do within your body, it is a practice of tuning into how it feels for you. And that's all that really matters. And I love what Kayla shared about it doesn't have to be something that's going to define your identity. Like I am a yogi now, or I am a dancer. Maybe you just do it one time and it feels amazing. And that is beautiful. That is what it's all about. And for me, each morning, spending some time in my body in silence and in stillness has been just as nourishing as spending my body, spending time in my body later in the day, moving around or squatting down in the garden and planting things. There's so many ways that you can explore your relationship with your body and feel empowered in your body. And all you have to do is give yourself permission to try and eliminate those thoughts of, I can only do these things when I'm a little bit stronger, when I'm a little bit thinner, when I'm feeling more confident about my appearance that day and replacing it with, I'm, I can do whatever I decide to do right here, right now. And feeling a sense of empowerment in that, feeling a sense of pride in your relationship to your body, because your body is your own and no one, no matter what you've been through, of course, holding space for traumatic experiences can be extremely disembodying. But knowing that at the end of the day, no matter what you have been through, you can come home to this body and this body is yours. Mm, yes, it is yours. And your acceptance of your body and your love of your body and the things that you do to honor your body they are so powerful like I heard this quote one time and I can't remember the exact words but the idea was how much damage have I done with the thought that I am not yet good enough and 
it's liberating to think if we were to eliminate that thought from our mind and just simply allow ourselves to be present and enjoy the moment and enjoy what we're seeing and what we're experiencing, how different our life could be. And I know very well, it's so much work. It's so much work to accept ourselves and love ourselves, but it is the most worthwhile work. And I dedicate so much time and energy to that work because I want to get to that place where I never think I'm not yet good enough. I never think that there's something wrong with who I am just by the way I look or just by the way that I feel like when I see my body like I am a good person you are a good person we are beautiful people not just because of this outside shell but because of everything that it contains all of the experience all of the wisdom all of the love we are so good enough just as we are no need to like improve and change little details we are good enough as we are right now Mm, yes we are yes we are yes we are and these physical exteriors these bodies they are homes and It takes practice to rewire the stories and the words that we tell ourselves. And it's powerful to spend time reflecting on what each part of our body allows us to experience and loving our feet for the way they carry us across the world, for the way they allow us to move in different ways instead of looking at them and thinking they're too big or too veiny or whatever you may be telling yourself remembering the power of all of these different parts of our bodies, of our body as a whole, our vessel for experiencing this life. So beautiful. Your body is so beautiful and has so much wisdom if you so choose to listen. Mm -hmm. So here's to you in all of your beauty, in all of your shapes and forms. You are so amazing as you are in this moment. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so damn much. So, 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 so much. Mm. And we hope you make some time today, maybe right after you're done listening to this, to Hold yourself and check in with what your body is needing right now. Yeah, give yourself some love. You deserve it. Sweet, tender loving. (laughs) We love you so much. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Stay Stay sacred. Thank you for listening to this episode of What is Sacred. We so appreciate your time and energy. If you're interested in receiving more Sacred Sister offerings or would like to show us some support, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. The link is in the episode description.
That's all for now. Tune in next week for another episode. We love you so much. Thank you.